Hi, and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast about people with remarkable stories of resilience, as well as experts in the field, along with myself, who share tips, strategies, and resources to help you power up your mental well-being. You can support our work by leaving a review or donating on our site, which is at qedod.com. You can also purchase our resources, including the imaginatively titled series of books, Resilience Unraveled, Leadership Unraveled, Management Unraveled, and Anxiety Unraveled at qedod.com forward slash extras. Free resources are also available on that page at qedod.com forward slash extras. Enough chat, let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And with me, Vasavi Kumar, um, who tells me she's going to hit the beach on Friday, and I'm not jealous at all. I'm just, honestly, I'm not jealous at all. I'm jealous. I'm jealous, Vasavi. How are you? I'm great, Russell. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for reminding me once again that I'm going to be going to Mexico this Friday. So excited. You're not jealous at all. Not nope, at all. Not at all. No, not, at no. all. not one little bit. <laughs> I've been I I've been really wanting to go on this vacation. I'm so happy. For, I'm excited for Friday. Yeah. And so, where in the world are you? I'm in Austin, Texas, right oh. now. I'm I'm originally a New Yorker, born and raised, but I've been here for ten years almost. Why, Austin, why, Texas. Why go to Austin, Texas? Before Austin, Texas, I was living in Kansas with my husband. I was married a long, long, long time ago, um, and we went from New York to Kansas because he had bought a business in Kansas. And then we were there for about three years and I was like, we need to leave. And so Austin was just a straight 12 hour, 13 hour drive. So we just drove to Austin. Oh, interesting. Great. Well, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, well, there's a lot to me, um, but I would say the things that I think people really need to know is on a professional level, I'm an author. I'm a licensed therapist and coach. I was back in the day. Um, I now really am focused on not just being an author, you know, talking about the book, but for me, my my creative expression, which is through my voiceover work. I love emceeing and hosting events, um, and I and I just I I love I love really bringing people together and 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 using my brain in creative ways. Um, on a personal front, let's see, what do I want people to know? I've really been focusing a lot on resting, like reminding myself that I'm not a robot, mm -hmm. you know, and that it's so okay to rest. And the more I really honor my creative side, the more I'm resting and just not having an agenda. And I feel like that's something that I want people to know about me because to know me is to know that I'm 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 an advocate for you, you know, going after your dreams and being courageous and taking action and and getting whatever you want in life. But at the same time, not burning out and 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 hating the process. Right. Mm. Life is meant to be created, not consistently reacted to. Right. We want to create the experience that we have in our life. And we can do that when we actually slow down enough to ask ourselves, what do we really want? You know, yeah. so that's just a little bit about me yeah, and good. how I think and how I think. Yeah, indeed. And uh, and you talk a little bit on the website about understanding the power of resilience. So um, I want to talk us through something around that, about the developing your bold voice. What does that mean? You know, my in my book, Say It Out Loud, it's 
the focus is really on helping you talk to all the voices in your head because we all have voices in our head that tell us, don't say this, say this, be like this, don't be like this. And so I really um, wanted to offer a what's next. What's next? You know, once you read my book and it's you understand how to talk to yourself, then you can be pretty clear on how you speak to others. Because how we speak to others or how we show up with others is really nothing more than a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. So my book is to help you really with the relationship with yourself and all the different parts of you and the different voices in your head. But once you do that, then what? Well, then after that, you know, you get to refine your voice, how you want to speak, what you want to put out into the world. And that's what your bold voice is. Your bold voice is just really the voice that's that's you. That it's it's a bold move to be yourself in a society where we are told to be like everybody else. And so that's why I call it your bold voice. Right. Okay. So so basically there's the inner voice and the bold voice is the external voice. That's exactly right. Right. Okay. So um, can you give me some examples of these inner voices? Then? I mean, think about if you're about to do something scary, you might have a voice that's like, are you sure you want to do that? Wait, but what about this? Oh my God, have you, have you thought about this? You know, that voice of like, constantly just like keeping you on your toes. Or you might have a voice where, uh, let's say you have been working on your self-talk for a while and usually you have a little bit of social anxiety before you go into an event. And in the past, you might've had a voice that was like, oh my God, don't go, don't go. Oh my God, are these people gonna like you? What do you look like? Oh my God, are people gonna wanna talk to you? Are you gonna have to be by yourself? Who are you gonna talk to if you don't know anyone? But let's say you've been working on your self-talk because you read my book, your voice might sound something like, you're gonna be okay. Like, just go in, be yourself. You're amazing. People in your life think you're awesome. You know that you've been like, you are, you are, you are such a joy to be around. Just walk into that room with a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. You know how to make friends with people. You know, you might be a little bit more encouraging with yourself. So those voices that we have in our head can range from a fearful voice to a critical voice to a voice that's like, oh, you're, you're nobody. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody cares who you are. Really mean, mean voice. Or my hope is that by reading my book and learning how to talk to yourself by by using these verbal practices and prompts that I give you, you'll start to be kinder to yourself internally. Right. Okay. Um, makes a lot of sense. Where do these voices come from? You know, I don't think that we're born with these voices. I think these voices are planted in our head, right? Because we are empty sponges when we walk in. We are just blank slates, clean sponges when we walk in, uh, when we walk in, when we're birthed and we're brought into this world. And so I believe those, you know, they come from the people around us who are raising us. That can be your biological parents or whoever raised you. And not all the voices in your head are bad. They're probably some, hopefully you have some caring voices in your head. Uh, maybe you had a nice, you had a wonderful teacher that really believed in you. And maybe you have a voice of like, you know, you can do it. But right. let's say, you know, in your home growing up, maybe nobody talked to you. And so you don't really have many voices in your head. Or maybe in your house, there was a lot of fighting and a lot of screaming and a lot of verbal reprimanding. And it wasn't very nice all the time. You know, if people in your life who have treated you unkindly don't actually apologize to you ever or repair, um, if we don't have resolution, we can often make those voices that were showed to us by the people um, in our life and make it our own. And they're yes. not. So the voices in your head don't belong to you. And they and never it, did. Yeah, and, and that's spot on. It's usually parent, parental voice, isn't it? Or 
people of authority. Um, so that's quite interesting because obviously there's a lot of people that don't have voices in their head because they they can't for whatever reason. Uh, so they can still have an external voice, though, can't they? So they, you know they they don't have the same mechanism to have the internal side, but they can still have a a positive way of having their own voice for themselves because that's an external thing. That's a set of choices, I'm guessing. So. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking when you were, t- I was sort of struck by the way what you were talking about there was a set of positive aff- affirmations. But it sounds to me like it's just, it's not just what you say, it's how you're saying it. Oh, absolutely. Tone of voice is everything, right? I could, I can say, I could try to convey a message and say it in five different ways. I can, let, 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 let's just say I had some feedback to give you. Okay. I'm just going to use feedback as a great example, because a lot of times we're very critical with ourselves and it's not actually helping us to move forward. Um, learning how to give feedback and how to say it is really important. So let's just say, Russell, I wanted to give you some feedback and say, you know, you could have asked me better questions. I don't actually believe this. I think you're asking great questions, but I can say to you, God, Russell, those questions that you were asking me were awful. They're awful. How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel very good? No matter how much confidence you may have, it still hurts. Words hurt. The way you say certain things hurt. I could say to you, hey, Russell, I really enjoyed our conversation. Are you open to a little feedback? I could ask you first, are you open to it? Right? And you'll say, yeah, sure, because you're a hungry learner and you want to learn, right? Yeah. Think about that eager child growing up who was so hungry to learn, but there was like that one nasty teacher that made that kid feel like you're asking too many questions. Boom, you just killed that kid's curiosity. Mm. There goes that kid. You know, so I could say to you, hey, if you're open to feedback, you'd say, yeah. And I'd say, I really liked a lot of the questions that you asked me. And here's my suggestion. I would do, I, I, w- I would go even deeper with your questions. I would try to pull back a layer. Do you understand? Do you see the way I say that to you, Russell? It's like, I'm trying to help you here, mm. right? The, the tone of voice I say, the suggestions that I give you, it's not threatening. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about yourself, mm. right? I'm trying to help you. Very different tone of voice. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about yourself. Mm. I'm trying to help you. So, and people can feel that. You can feel when someone is trying to help you rather than they're out to get you. Yeah. And so we <clears throat> need to be that way with ourselves, and we can play with our voice and but, find but, the tone and, that uh, works. And you're, and you're sort of talking about something quite interesting there because actually you're a professional voiceover artist, so you know you know how the instrument works. But a yes. lot of people don't know that, do they? They don't know how to get shade, turn up different tonality, like in a rise and fall, all those sorts of different things. So is that something you need to practice? Yeah, it's just training. I mean, I that's why I have my I have a bold voice training program in September. You can go to my website to learn more, but that's really the vibe of my training program, which is playing with your voice, putting some personality into your voice, and then speaking won't be so scary, right? Because you got to find, you have to play with your voice. You have to enjoy the sound of your voice. Mm. I I love listening to myself talk. (laughs) What I mean is I'm not shy to use my voice and we need to use our voice. Yes. And our bold voice is really not just the voice of truth within ourselves, but it's also the voice that stands up for other people and has something to say and wants to use their voice for a force of good. So that's that's really interesting. So I'm interested in the way that you're now sort of widening it out from an individual to, I mean, because there are a lot of marginalized communities out there that don't have a voice. Do you think that's down to the individuals or do you think that's down? Oh, well, what do you think it is down to? 
because it, it could be literal not having a voice or not having a a collective voice, perhaps. I think it's a both and. I think as individuals, we have a responsibility to find out how we want to use our voice, use our voice to stand up for us, even when it feels like no one is there looking out for us. We have to be the ones to stand up for ourselves. And once we have that strength, we can really do that for other people, mm. right? So it's a both an individual responsibility and a collective responsibility, but it starts with the individual first. The collective is just made up of individuals. Individuals have to take personal responsibility for their situation, no matter what. Really we can sit there and we can sit there and focus on the collective. Yes, there is a system in place. There are injustices in place. But at the end of the day, that can feel really big for one individual. Yeah. So I'm suggesting that you focus on the one thing you do have control over, which is you and your yeah. thoughts and your beliefs and how you choose to spend your time and how you choose to spend your energy how you choose to speak to yourself. Yeah. You have lots of things you do have control over. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, your attitude. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. indeed. Um and so why why a book? Why why write one? Why not write one? Well, I don't know. I imagine you wrote it for a specific purpose. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think it's when you've gone through a lot in life and you have a piece of you have knowledge that you want to share others, you want to put it into a form that people can digest and so I really love the process of writing. And so when I got the my book offer, my deal to write my book, I said, yes, because if you're given an opportunity to share what you learned to help other people, then you should take it. And who's it written for? It's written for anyone who has voices in their head. And they know that these voices in their head are not their own voices. And they want to be able to really go after the things that they want in life and stop being stopped Stop being stopped by the voices in their head. Right. Okay. So give me some examples of things I might learn if I if I if I buy the book, other than stopping the voices in my head. What else what else has it got going for you it? You might you might learn some simple practical ways for you to really get clear on what you want and what you don't want in your life. Right. Um ways to organize your mind, ways to organize the different ideas that you have. This is really about verbal regulation, using your voice to organize your life. Um, when you have so many thoughts and ideas in your head, if you leave them in your head, it can feel really like it's just loud and taking up a lot of space. But I offer simple, even some written exercises that are just very simple to help you dump everything out of your head onto paper and then coupling it with your voice to really solidify it. So um, how, how, how do you couple it with your voice? That's really interesting. I mean, you say it out loud, for example. So as I was saying before you, kind of cut me off just now is that you write a list out. I have an exercise in my book where you write out a list of what you don't want in your life and what you do want in your life. And then you say out loud the things that you don't want because you really got to feel it. No more lying to yourself. Here's the thing. When you say it out loud, you cannot lie to yourself anymore. If you keep it in your head, you can lie to yourself about the mm. things that you want and the things that you don't want. But once you hear something, you can't unhear it. True. So that's that's why I have you say out loud your don't want list, your want list, so you can remember what you said and then, you know, take action on those things, and which is part of the exercises that I lay out in the book. Very good. And uh, where do I find it? You can find it at your favorite bookstore. Um, it's everywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, online. You can just go to my website at vasavikumar.com forward slash order the book. Brilliant. And so, and that's, well, yes, you just said the name of the website. Anything on social media that for people to follow? 
Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and my handle is my name is Vasavi. Brilliant. Love it. Thank you very much. I'm going to go and buy myself a copy. Thank you, Russell. No problem at all. It's been a joy to talk to you. So um, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you. You take care. Bye. Hi, thanks for listening. Hopefully that was a useful and interesting episode. As I said earlier, you can support our work by leaving a review, which does drive enhanced exposure. Or you can donate on our site, which is at qedod.com. You can purchase our series of books all about unraveling resilience, leadership, management, and anxiety at qedod.com forward slash extras, along with some other free resources available on the site. We've also got a Patreon page, and you, of course, can send us questions, ideas, thoughts, conversations, and fresh subjects at info at qedod.com. Hopefully there's something there for you. Catch you next time around.